0: Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we talk about, uh, you know, our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher. I'm joined by Kyle Simmons and Chris Monnier. Just switching them up, saying them backwards this time. Why not? Yeah. And uh, we took a little break, went on a couple trips, things like that. And we are back. And this episode, we are talking about Story of the Year, Page Avenue. And Kyle's going to tell us about the album. Kyle, take it away. All right,
1: guys. I'm going to hit you with some quick facts.
0: Knowledge. This was
1: released in uh, on September sixteenth, two thousand and three. Uh, produced by John Feldman, we've said that name before, uh, of Goldfinger fame and lots of other bands,
0: lots um, of stuff.
1: And I think we talked about this. What, what record was it where we were debating the the little imprint of uh, of Madonna's? That, uh, that he, Yeah, yeah, so like...
0: Uh, I, think, I don't remember. We've talked about we it can't with other... not remember. It might have been yeah. used. Uh, yeah. We were I trying to decide if they, they were on Maverick
1: and, and found out they were on uh, Reprise, Reprise. Yeah. Uh Well, anyway, these guys came out on Maverick. And uh, this is a St. Louis band. They, I believe we've spoken about this before, they were initially called Big Blue Monkey. And... <laughs> you know it's funny we talked about this but i
0: forgot that it was story of the year i remember the yeah. big blue monkey story as far yeah. as just
1: a general music business story of a terrible name yeah so uh basically feldman was like this is a terrible name and the record label wanted him to change their name to, to so so people wouldn't get them confused with big blues monkey <laughs> Oh, which, that'd be terrible. <laughs> no, but I everyone think everyone would be so
2: confused.
1: Right. Yeah. But what is funny is because I
0: think that did they actually get like a like a hey, this is copyrighted. You can't do it kind of thing. I mean, which yeah, is cause funny because they like,
1: they wanted to stick with it. They they wanted to be Big Blue Monkey. It's a um, terrible all beta. in. Here's on the thing. BBM. It's it's a terrible name. And story of the year is a great name. Well, yeah. I agree.
2: It sounds epic and big. Yeah, I would. You to know, it's funny. Room. Somebody About making that a
1: case for
0: Big Blue Monkey, Big Blues Monkey as a blues artist is totally fine. Yeah, like yep. that's a oh, fine right. name that, if that
2: tracks for that. Yeah, that yeah that art and that form. that is Perfect Big Blues name. Monkey right. is
1: a blues band. It's like a yeah, blues hear, artist. Hearing this music and knowing that it was Big Blue Monkey doesn't jive. I mean, no one would have given it even a thought a if listen. that was the name of the
0: band. And there have been some bad band names that people got over, but that one's never, never grown on me. It's been 20 years. Yeah. It was a bad... They. I'm glad that Feldman or whoever the label convinced them otherwise, because you're right, Kyle. Story of the Year is a great band name. Like, it is on the opposite end of the spectrum of Big Blue Monkey. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great They're name. are bookends. Well, anyway, so, go on. <laughs> so, um, at one point, the band snuck onto goldfinger's tour bus and left copies of a home video that uh, was kind of like a like a jackass thing had pranks also i don't know if you guys remember but back then like these these guys were really known for the energy of their live show like I remember that guitar spins backflips jumping off of amps sliding like they really really were a high energy show and uh, anyway, they caught the attention of Feldman and um, he produced some demos kind of like really very similarly to how he developed the used. He he started with some demos and then uh, got got them signed to Maverick and and the rest is history. We have this record. Um, and and I think. I really don't have a, there's quite a bit of information about this record. I just don't really think that anybody cares about, (laughs) about the fine details of page Avenue. Maybe they do Uh, check out Wikipedia. But one thing I can tell you is that, that I think is super interesting. This record ends up going platinum. Uh, And, and that's no small task, but yeah, that what was shocking find, to me when I found that out, by the way. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, wow, I forgot right. that. Uh, well, like, that's impressive. Let, let's be fair. I think it speaks to the strengths of the singles on this record. And I think that's the most diplomatic way I can say that. Um, yeah, I think that's the, fair. The singles are really good. And then, uh, but but what I find so fascinating is this record caused a rift between the band and Feldman. Like... They they weren't friends say. after this. No, like they. It's like he he made them gigantic stars, but they were more like metalheads and Pantera and those things. And Feldman knew uh, vocalist. I think it's Dan Marsala. Mar- 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 I remember Dan, Marsala. Remember Dan for sure. Yeah, Dan. Dan, Dan for is sure. for sure the. Dan's leader. easier to uh, pronounce. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll call just stick him with Dan. that. So it Fancy is Marsala. Dan. So Dan uh, Dan Marsala has. He really does have a super cool voice, uh, very yeah. like, very very rock, uh, rock and roll voice. And Feldman was like, "No, we we need to, we need to focus on your voice and melody and harmony." And they wanted to do more of a metal, and even even listed frequently Pantera as, as one of their main influences. And this is the record that came out. And I can, I mean, look, we, you know, we've all worked with producers, and I get that that can be challenging. But like, there's a reason that they snuck onto Goldfinger's bus, and it, you know what I mean. Like, in yeah, my like mind, they I'm pursued like, you guys, him exactly. Right. You, you guys knew what you were going after, and you wanted that sound,
2: and you wanted that, production. and he, and he yeah, gave you that. Tastes. Right.
1: And he, and he gave you a he, he made you a platinum selling record. Uh so and obviously, look, there's probably so much more to the story, but I am just kind of like, look, if these guys not to not to jump ahead in the podcast, but if these guys don't have start with this record, do they have the career of playing music nonstop? I mean, we talked about not this a on, chance. No. on the on the Ataris so. episode, right? And the Ataris, right. I think, are I mean maybe I'm wrong but in my mind I think they're way they have a way broader audience than Story of the Year right and Oh absolutely I rem- yeah I, yeah you remember that More quote of a rock and roll band yeah so Right mm-hmm. you, but do you remember that quote from Chris Rowe when when uh when we did so long a story and he's like look I we went with the people with the most money that were going to make us the biggest record we could because we wanted to be musicians for the rest of our lives So they made a record that was going to establish them as a band, and I'm like, this this seems to be what happened for story of the year. I don't know that they would still be a band if they didn't start off with this platinum selling record. Uh, man, I I wish there was a little more info about the about the drama, but that's all I know. Well, here's what's weird really, about that to me really is that
0: like, I wonder when. I mean when they did this sneaking onto the bus of Goldfinger thing. Cause like this is pretty early in Feldman's like production career. I mean, the only things he had done before this record are the used the use Goldfinger yeah. and real big fish or no, he yeah. did a and R for that. He didn't even produce that. Yeah. And, uh, it says he was a writer on the young and the hopeless, but, yeah. um, did he produce any of that? No, no that, was so, so. Uh, that was all Valentine. So, I mean, like, everything is not metal that he's done so far. There's not even, like... I mean, the used is the heaviest thing on that list for sure, and obviously this is a lot in that vein, but mm-hmm. I don't know I'm, gonna, I'm gonna why throw you wouldn't
1: think it would sound like that. I'm going to throw but something weird out there. I do not think that this is the case, but for those of you that listen to Goldfinger, on almost every Goldfinger record, at least back then, they had one heavy track that just was completely random And, and and i'm like maybe they were like yeah we want that guy to do our record but if that's the case that's really stupid i have a feeling that it was the used right like uh his finding discovering recording them that had to be it oh. because this comes out in September uh, I mean of how could it not be it's got to be on. that right it, and so um this is 2003 the used release 2002 and um yeah i mean that's got to be it anyway that's that's all i've got if anybody knows anything about the drama let us know uh, well, i mean uh, tweet us i've tweet got us, i've got
0: some uh, dan i've got opinions about this record early as we said in Feldman's kind of production career it you take away the vocals I mean it sounds a
1: lot like the used records oh dude my biggest note for all of this we're we're getting ahead of ourselves but it's no no, no used, I know we are but I mean yeah. it's the used but, light is what I call them <laughs>
2: I know it was hard for me not to put that on songs it's like I don't want to be a douchebag and just say that
0: every time but there's I mean, definitely there's even, some things there's that,
1: that r- even <laughs> riffs yeah yeah but here's why yeah.
0: here's what I wonder is like is that what happened is it like were they different and Feldman like squeezed them into that mold because I mean Possibly. certainly some of it is like it's hard to know like what it's like a chicken and egg kind of situation yeah. <laughs> it's like which He's one like look what guys, happened here
1: people are going crazy for the used and yeah. there's not another used so let's be
0: another used. So here's here's what's funny. This will kinda of, let's just like bleed this into first impressions because okay. I feel like so I didn't really obviously I heard the singles because you they were huge singles. Yeah, big songs. And I I probably heard enough to never check out the full record. Just yeah, you, know, you know, screaming's not my thing necessarily. Yep. And there normally has to be some other thing that really grabs me. Like with the used, there was a lot of other interesting stuff going on that like overtook the screaming part, if that makes sense. So I was yeah. like, okay, this is cool. Um, and and like, for whatever reason, this one just didn't grab me at the time. I didn't really listen to it. But on the first listen, I mean, I wasn't 30 seconds into it without going like, did Feldman produce this?
1: Yeah, Like, totally.
0: it was just that, right? like he has such a signature and yeah. specifically early on in his career, I mean, like this and the used records, I mean, like the snare drum sounds the same. Two. I mean, it <laughs> might be the same snare. I don't know. I mean, it like... <laughs> Um, Let's just use this one, guys.
2: It worked well last time.
0: And there's just like even some of the ways that like the quiet to loud parts and stuff. And so there's definitely like a production like thumbprint on this without a doubt. And maybe that's what they were upset about is that it ended up kind of sounding too much like the used. I don't believe for a second the story of the year wasn't influenced by the used. Look at it this way. It's like Chris and I were in a band and every time we were writing a record, Jimmy World had just come out with a record. (laughs) So inevitably... Without a doubt, we were stealing stuff from Jimmy World, but I don't think we would have been wise to hire Mark Trombino as the producer, if that makes sense, because it would have been too much. Like we got, can't go all the way um, into that, and so I just don't, I don't, I just cannot believe that they like snuck onto Goldfinger's bus, got him a CD, trying to convince him to produce them without the used being the primary reason why they did that and so then or a driving to, factor at least yeah yeah well, and, and to be I, but yeah. then this is a successful successful record so i wonder if you know and it could have just been they didn't like working with each other it might we're reading into a lot maybe that doesn't have to be there um i, I, I think know. the strangest
1: thing about it though is is that the three singles are so Light in comparison, you know what I mean. Like they are the softer yeah. songs, and and they're great, and it worked. You know what I mean. So like, oh, really it, worked. Yeah. So so then you're gonna tell me, I I don't know. Again, we're assuming a lot, but like, so they okay. didn't like these three songs. The label made them release them against their will, even though they were so awesome that it made a platinum record. Seems seems like you get over it and you make a killer sophomore record. And that's also, exactly what I was thinking. Like go <laughs> prove them wrong on the next record with all your millions of dollars. And and here's the thing. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but their next record is super cool. It's really heavy and groovy and, and metal like it is kind of Pantera esque, but it didn't sell a million records. So I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, that's the choice you make sometimes. I mean, it's like between I get like, I wouldn't want to do something I didn't love doing. Like I get that. I've certainly been in positions before, but I also know that when I was like 19 and refusing to compromise, sometimes I look back at that and I go, you know, I probably could have made a compromise or two and still not like done something. I like, I mean, there were some like lines in the sand for sure. I wasn't going to, um, I don't know, sing someone else's song that I had nothing to do with. That didn't, uh, that did not appeal to me. And so I said no to some things like that, that, you know, I'm sure things could have been potentially better, but not necessarily. So, I mean, there's, I'm all for having integrity as as an artist, but, you know, it's also like, just depends what you want. If you want to sell a million records, then this is the way to go. If you don't, then then do whatever you want to.
1: It sure sounds like they, they wanted this path by sneaking onto the man's bus. Right? right,
0: yeah. Like I said, if they just got discovered at a club or something like that, I could, but I don't know. And who cares? I mean, I think it ends up with a pretty good product. So right. I yeah. feel like everyone wins. They sell a million records. Feldman makes some money. The label's happy. I feel like there's no reason for anyone to be upset on just the sound of this record, uh, how it sold, how it was received you know, by fans, and I think it's good. I mean, It is weird that like after listening to this album all the way through several times, um, when I wasn't listening to it, I had used songs stuck in my head. I realized that's like (laughs) psychological in the sense that I'm way more familiar with the used stuff, so it's easier for that stuff to get stuck in my head. But you're right, it's almost even like the riffs and some of that stuff was kind of overlapped enough that I kind of kept thinking of the used, which, um, you know, I'm not... I didn't listen to the other records, so uh but I don't know that I would be in the market for it necessarily either. Uh not a huge metal guy. Every once in a while I need some some metal in my life. But uh yeah, I mean that's uh certainly interesting. I, I think that you couldn't possibly though be upset about it sounding the way it does when you pursued that producer. That's just me. Yeah. I don't know. So what do y'all think about like first impressions? Uh, Kyle, were you like into this back in 2003?
1: So I was following Feldman's uh, production website. Like I, am just such a big Goldfinger fan. I was, I was following johnfeldman.com I think. And, and saw big blue monkey on there when he was starting to work with them. And so I, they released some of those demos and, I was blown away just because, again, like the, it wasn't the singles. Well, it was Until the Day I Die. And, um, and goodness, what's the, what's the other one? Uh, Anthem of Our Dying Day. Thank you. Anthem of Our Dying Day. And, and like, look, those are killer songs. (laughs) So I was just like, holy crap. Um, And, and, uh, so my first impression was, wow, what a terrible band name. And then, uh, man, yeah, as really it would songs. be appropriately. So yeah, I mean, I was I was excited to hear this album, and one thing I I mentioned this uh, off pod earlier to Blake, off and, pod and uh, <laughs> and I I'm gonna stand by this. I do think yes, there's I'm I'm gonna call them the used light a few times, uh, but I do think that this record gets maybe forgotten and he really did hone in on this sound that so many other bands used and yeah he did start with the used but this was right this was right around that same time too and people were amped on this band and clearly it sold well it was successful so like um they had they had a sound and it was impressive at the time so Hey, I'll
0: just a it. quick side note about John Feldman, because I'm over here diving into Wikipedia. Between yeah. 2002, when he did The Used, and 2007, the only records he did that didn't go platinum were Goldfinger records. Everything else crazy? went platinum at least one time.
1: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's, that's kind of funny.
0: He had the Midas That's pretty touch. crazy. Yeah. And, and and really, and then even after that, it's a lot of gold stuff. It's like, you know, Matrayu, The Used, uh, Good Charlotte. I mean, that's another writer kind of credit, but Panic. Look, he disco. knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's great not a chump. He's not like in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's an impressive run. <laughs>
1: uh, that's not uh, also so punk not too rock. <laughs>
0: yeah that's really cool well, i
1: produce that's not platinum is my own
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's all, well i'm mean, sure it opens you up to flex. do whatever you want artistically because you're like yep. making all the money you want from all these other things and you can do exactly the record you want with your band uh, you don't have to make any compromises probably uh chris what about you what, what What were your first impressions did you rock this thing all the way through in 2003
2: Heck no, heck and I think no. We we're in the same I, boat. Yeah, I mean, I I heard the singles on the radio. I wasn't into this kind of music, um, but I, I thought the singles were all right. I I just yeah, I didn't really give it a second thought. That nah, you know, I, that's not a lot to say, but. Um,
0: so then, what I, were your first impressions on you know upon listening to it nineteen years after it came out?
2: I, dude, it rips. I mean, I, I, you can hear the metal influence, and I like I like the two ideas playing. out. I like the push and pull of of you know what what maybe what kyle's getting at um you know feldman kind of pulling them a little uh, more melodic more pretty music direction um and then pulling back and and trying to make it more metal you can hear those two ideas kind of pulling against each other and i think it lands really well on a few songs it sounds really cool there's some these guys are really really good musicians uh, i think so too and, i mean just spectacular Um, so yeah, upon listening to it, I I had a lot of fun listening to it, guys. I really did. It was, it was nice.
0: Yeah. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to, honestly. I mean, it's not, it definitely has, it has, um, it has weak points, which I, like, you know, to me, and we'll talk about as we go track by track, but you know, I don't think melodically they're super creative on most stuff. There are some that are great. There's some that are okay. There's maybe some repetition and maybe that was Feldman going like, no, this needs a melody and they're trying to write a melody for it and it wasn't their forte and it it seems like it's the most uncomfortable part of it. Like Mm -hmm. guitars certainly don't feel uncomfortable or Mm -hmm. out of place. Like they're ripping all over the place. And so I I enjoyed it a lot more than I really thought I would. I really thought this was going to be one, you know, based on, like I said, that first impression that I get from kind of screamy stuff that was just all over the place for a few years and it just felt like I couldn't get away from it and I I probably was reflexively just not into that and kind of pushed it kept it at arm's length anytime that was the first thing I heard it kind of took either someone going like no you really need to check this out or me hearing another song that piqued my interest like the used I can't remember what song I think it was probably Blue and Yellow was the song that really Mm -hmm. made me go like okay this is actually pretty cool Um, to, you know, really check out the whole thing. So I really liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And I think it's, it's pretty good, especially for, um, you know, this, this is their first record full length. Yeah. Or did they have one? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's a pretty good debut record. I would not, uh, and, and for it to go platinum and stuff. Yeah, obviously that's a good thing. So yeah, I'm actually, I was, I was more impressed than I thought I was going to be based on, um, a lot of the other records we do that are like this where I didn't listen to them before. sometimes right. I'm like, yeah, it I still have the same opinion that I thought I would have. Um, yeah yeah, but I yeah, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to change my mind. so uh, I, I think that overall my first impression over the last couple weeks listening to it, like I enjoyed it. i I you know, I'd spun it quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm into it. So okay, let's go to track by track then if we want to. Uh, And let's go to track one, which is And the Hero Will Drown. Kyle, let's go to you first since you chose the clips for this one. Uh you get to go
1: first. Well, the halftime groove, the freaking snare on this track. Holy crap. It sounds just like in those and those fills there that we just heard. He's going nuts. Um, man, I'm I, I mentioned it earlier. I'm gonna say it again, and I couldn't quite describe it. Here's the word I'm gonna use. Dan has such a cool voice. He just, he just sounds good, man. And honestly, uh, throughout this record, my one complaint with his voice is, and I'm just this way almost with anyone. I'd rather hear someone push and, you know, uh, and go a little bit higher almost all the time than just stay comfortable. And so I like it when he pushes more, but whatever. Um, I, I really, I like this track. I think it's a good intro track. I think the guitar parts are cool. Um, I am, I did want to mention earlier, I am going to do my best to read. These lyrics are so freaking emo, guys. Like, every Oh, my gosh, spot. yeah. I mean, that, I've got nice notes crap. on notes about yeah. emo notes. Emo so, lyrics. Um, <laughs> so for this one, I chose, um, let's see. Intoxicating beauty tears everything down, but still our hands are bound at the wrist. This romantic tragedy is suffocating from your fist. (laughs) Which I don't understand how that works, how you suffocate from someone's
0: fist. But Very clumsy metaphor. It's not great, but uh, (sighs) no, I mean, definitely the emo lyric. I mean, the lyrics were probably the thing. If there was something that pushed this over the edge to be a platinum record, it's actually probably the lyrics being so on brand. Um, You know, they're just like, I feel like people were kind of craving very, that. Yeah. And, and
1: oh, very yeah. Much. We
2: wanted to hear, it, you know, we, you got your knives, your bleeding, your, uh, yeah, eyeballs. Oh, it's sp- just, it's gotta and,
1: be and, going with that, the next line is, in a sea of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Okay. Davey couple, Havoc's like,
2: why did I think of that? Of a a couple of
1: things that <laughs> I have to, I
0: assume, I assume they're kind of kidding, but I don't know. The actual credits for these songs are like, they all have nicknames.
1: Like, yeah, so it's skull.
0: like Ryan the Noose Phillips, Adam yep. the Skull Russell, which I That's think cool. is like
1: awesome. I'm yeah, I'm actually no, I really into that. that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Man, I can't get over the nasty breakdown in the middle of this song. Like, it is, it, it was super tough. It made me want to get in the mosh pit and do mosh things. I, uh, the gun and the band and a and and uh yeah it's uh, that that was my favorite part i thought it was a really energizing big nice track one side one uh to kick it off uh of course kyle's clip was you know when you break it down to the halftime and uh he really pushes himself he's a tra- he's, uh, i think i read somewhere he's like a trained vocalist like you can tell he's he's a. I mean he's a very a good singer yes so i think yeah, also, i like it
1: i mean oh go ahead no, kyle sorry. i was just gonna say we're gonna get a ton of uh these guys they these guys go to the instrumental bridge all the time. Yeah, they do. But I like that. it a lot. If, if you're playing riffs like this album has, yeah. I'm totally
0: I'm totally great with it. It's not boring at all. Um, Absolutely. The guitarists are going to town during it. You know, I mean honestly, I, like one track in I'm like, "Man, you take away the screaming and I'm like all the way in on this basically." Um, but you know, I realize that's just my personal preference, but yeah, the right. guitar riffs are right out of the gate. Really cool, and I'm into it. So let's go to track two, which is 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 this the first single until the day I die? It is, is, their is first the first first. Boy,
2: howdy, is it ever? Yes,
0: boy, howdy. Here we go until the day I die.
2: My hands are at your throat, and I think I hate you.
0: Chris Monier, thoughts on their first single? I mean, we obviously all heard this back in the day. It was everywhere. Uh, it was hard to come up with something to
2: say about this song, because, I mean, everybody and their mom heard this song um, and probably knows everything about it. I, my first note is that I this is moment I realized like, the production on this record is just absolutely spectacular. Uh, there's just so much happening. Um, everything is just right. You know, uh, the way the guitars play off the drums, that that, that crack snap uh, ping of the snare. Um, it's There's all this like ooh-la-la air candy in this song, like these little moments that you can hear. Um, and I can't quite put my finger on any particular one. It just kind of fills the spectrum and um, with the drums and the bass and just hits you just right. This is a this is a perfect pop song, uh, if you ask me. But from the era. I mean, obviously, you know, this, it's the musical taste of the era, but they, they nailed it.
0: Magic. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good song. And it was a good single, and I'd kind of forgotten about it, honestly. Um, like because I hadn't heard it in a while. It's not one that like comes in the rotation or something that I hear yeah. very often. But uh yeah, I like it. I mean it's it's a good single. I mean the My Hands Are at Your Throat and I Think I Hate You is I pretty know. pretty there dark. And uh <laughs> and I love that it's like we made the mistakes. It's like, dude, you choked someone? I don't, that's not yeah. a mistake. Wait, can we go can back? That's like the a experiment? violent
1: crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even better, we made mistakes like friends do. (laughs) Right? It's like I've never choked
0: someone. Mm -hmm. Actually, wait, did you, Chris? Almost to death. Wait, what happened that one time? Did you get choked by Danny when you beat him at that
2: video game? I got a little cocky uh, playing Halo. Uh, Yeah. And then the lights went out, and I'm okay, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our lead singer just, like, choked him out. Not all the way out. You're like, I can't, I can't breathe. And then he just left, Just right? enough just to bail j- the house. Just, like,
2: a little lifey flashy before the eyes. Just a little. It's it right. was like it's all right. It was, like, funny
0: for a second, and then we were like, oh, he's actually yeah, got real, trying got to real choke quiet. Chris. And then yeah. he just left, all because of you got cocky playing Halo. Um, uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on first single, uh, Until the Day I Die?
1: OK, so one thing that stands out to me, and maybe this is a dumb note, but that guitar intro, it seems so simple. And I can just tell that that would be one that like hitting it just right with the Met would probably be maddening, you know, dun, 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 dun. like I, I'm sure that that's not easy to do. Sometimes simple parts like that are really hard. Uh, the other thing is the ear candy you're talking about, Chris, I freaking love the second guitar part uh, in the chorus, I freaking love that. Uh, Blake, you took my lyric. That is very emo, very emo. Um, you can do the blood on the shirt one too for a good emo. Yeah. Lyric. Uh, well, and also, um, the, Oh, that, sorry. This is, I, I was about to read a, a, line from, uh, from a different song. I was going to say one thing that's really weird. I wish I could fi- find out more about this. So, This single, first single, is released August 12th, 2003. Second single, April 13th, 2004. Like 10 months. That does seem like a long time. So, and what I'm wondering is if they're counting, because I told you I heard Until the Day I Die because it was one of those demos. I eight words, but yeah eight sorry yeah i've yeah. told you before i'm a mathlete um that's okay <laughs> but but like and t- it makes me wonder if this was one of the like if when they released it with the demo if 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 that was august 12th I, i'm not sure but that's a long time yeah i don't know i mean
0: you're generally because the it came out in the album came out in september right Yes. So, I mean, that's a pretty normal lead kind of thing for a first single, but... Um, the Dragon's yeah, second single. Or maybe that's what they were fighting about. I don't know. Yeah. Singles and that kind no, of thing. No, we're
1: more metal. Uh,
0: this was also, I guess, in the trailer for Friday Night Lights, the movie, which I don't remember oh. that at all, but... Uh, probably helped. Probably helped. Uh, but that, did, that was a 2004 thing, so that makes me think that, I don't know, maybe... Maybe they were, Maybe all they were just the writing that dying, first yeah. single For freaking six months or whatever um, I don't know That's interesting, good to know Okay, well let's go to track three Which is Anthem of Our Dying Day Another single Chris, where are you at on the second single that took eight months to come out?
2: Uh, great song. The way it gets really big and he starts singing in the higher register at the end, which I think mm. we almost got to. We just. Yeah, we it. Just were just right right. right. well, right. right. hard, yes, hard, hard to pick a good <laughs> clip here. Um, or, or sorry, hard to pick up. You picked a great clip, but it's hard to pick a perfect clip, I, I would yeah. say, or catch everything. Yeah, you um, can't. What a chorus. I mean, it's catchy interesting um the melody's perfect and the way they tag the of our dying like at like the way it it kind of finishes without i I don't know Mm -hmm. it was it's just really interesting um and it works so well um i remember hearing this when it was on the radio and thinking like oh that's perfect that's cool the way they did that uh so yeah it's obviously a monster song it's hard to talk about how great it is because everybody in america liked it i'm pretty sure it was a it was a huge single
0: I mean, it's a little funny that like there's a lot of dying going on on these oh, yeah. singles. <laughs> they both have the word "die" or "dying" in the yeah uh, the title. It really drives the point home. Kyle, what are your thoughts on on this track?
1: Oh man, I love the dynamics of this song. I'm going to start with my emo lyric, uh, and and it's right out the gate. The stars will cry the blackest tears tonight. <laughs> that's funny that uh, is it I
0: mean that is the emo lyric it's right off the bat
1: yeah uh, but uh i I also just love the um the line not making fun of this one it, it's still emo but it's perfect. From up here these city lights burn like a thousand miles of fire like anybody that's been on the road been on a road trip and driven into you know from nothing into a city lit up. That's a really great. That's that's just a perfect description of what that's like. Um, Yeah, I I love that. I love the guitar parts on this song. They're freaking awesome. And yeah, Chris, I it it killed me a little bit because that's exactly what I was talking about. When he when he pushes and goes higher, he sounds awesome. I mean, he sounds awesome all the time, but um, it's like both effortless
2: and like you can hear he's really
0: pushing in. Sounds so good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Your city lights thing. Two yep. fun things about that. One, Portland is the best place for that. It's like you're in, I don't know which direction oh, yeah. we came going to Portland that one time, Chris, but it's like, felt like you're east. in the middle of nowhere in the yeah. hills. And all of a sudden you like turn this corner and it's like, there's this lake and the city is right there. And you're just like, where did this come from? Like, <laughs> there's just yeah. all of a sudden the city there, uh, cause it's probably like behind a mountain or something uh it's gorgeous it's incredible and you're right it is and then one time that happened in albuquerque and in our buddy nate like someone was like oh the lights are i knew awesome. you were gonna tell this story <laughs> and, i knew it i knew it knew it and me from, and he was like yeah city lights and someone was like really and i from the back seat who they think is asleep was just like that's not true <laughs> they were like well we didn't even know you were awake and i'm calling out i'm fact checking nate who's lying about city nicknames but uh just trying to keep people honest. Yeah. I think this is a good song, but I don't love it that much. I actually think there are other songs. I mean, I'm not saying they made the bad choice or something, but do which do you writers. prefer from the two singles that we've heard? Oh, and until the day I die, like
1: really? Yeah. Like all the way. Okay. Yeah. You're a rocker. Oh, Hey, I guess I should mention this is one thing I was going to say about them. Um, I do think if if I have something negative to say about the album in general is their song structures are pretty formulaic like yes I mean really really uh, I mean almost exactly the same and, but the the this one being called Anthem of Our Dying Day I think that they their style is very anthemic you know like it's it's yeah yeah I I could see myself screaming in a crowd back to them at the show so oh yeah i think i have a couple notes about
0: that there's some parts on this record i'm like that probably is really fun to be in a room full of people singing along with that i i just don't you mentioned like the song structures themselves getting repetitive. And I think that part of their downside, like when I mentioned melodies earlier, kind of being maybe the weak spot on some stuff, there's definitely some parts where it's like, they just repeat the same thing over and over again. And you're like, it would have been nice to have something else happen there. uh, Melodically, lyrically, whatever, Um, you know, but they're young and first record. I'm not going to judge them too hard on it, but I mean, I think that is the weak spot on the record for sure. Um, And Uh, But yeah, these two are good songs. Uh, I'm not saying I like hate this song. Just I I think until the day I die is is a better song. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. That's just like your opinion, man. Man. Uh, Okay, let's go (laughs) to track four in the shadows.
1: here's the screaming there it is <laughs> Kyle what are your thoughts on it okay so i just want to say even though i enjoy this song the reason i didn't uh i didn't use any of the verse is because i didn't want to get sued by the used for ripping off maybe <laughs> <Navy> memories <laughs> 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 oh that was good it is oh. the same freaking it is it is the same song i mean the verses the verse is maybe memory by the used it just is like there's no getting around it and it's 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 not better that feldman pr- produced both of them you don't you get a pass on this it's gold a little... finger bro
0: it's a little close
1: now yeah. um yeah it's a little close uh That's so a fair assessment but but that being said i i do enjoy it i don't i don't necessarily like the style of screaming that he's doing on the verses of this and i'm i'm in i don't have a problem with screaming i'm just not necessarily into it on this one and uh my my emo lyric on this one is actually just the just the chorus whoa in the shadow of our life we can fall into the night unscarred i hope so yeah, I
0: don't know what that means, but it's very emo-y. Yeah. But Chris, to your point about on the last song, I mean, this is very anthemic. Mm-hmm, is yeah. that a word?
1: Anthemic. Did it is that now. Word? All right. It
0: sounded right. It rolled right off your tongue. Sounds and like, you sold sounds sold like it. Sounds like a word. Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah that's real. Um, okay, that's a real word. Yeah, I mean, so I I think that's an apt description of, of what they are. Chris, what are your thoughts on the song in general?
2: I dig it all right. Um, is it me or is the but did he just like push that snare fader up just a little higher on oh, the song? Yeah. It is yeah. ringing, man. It it's is popping. up there. Um, but I like it. I, I You know, snare sounds great. Um, I said, breakdown, exclamation point, two minutes, 35 seconds, which is exactly what you picked. Great job. <laughs> bravo. Um, and man, the bass is growling on this tune, too. I thought the bass sound was really good. And my emo lyric is, still, I pull my lip down to my chest just to show you how my jaw is tired from waiting to say the things that you should hear. What does that mean, guys? I I don't
0: know. don't know, but is verse three (laughs) about masturbation? (laughs) Because, you know, there's a smile on my face and it's 2.55 a.m. and this cramp in my wrist puts me back asleep till it all comes around again. That sounds... Oh, that is,
1: yeah, now that I read it out loud again. That could be, uh, I believe, I I think people prefer to call it uh, self-care. Blake. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. I didn't know the words changed for what that's called. But I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do at two fifty-five a.m. Um, cramp in the wrist. I mean, there's not there, a lot going. Yeah, on. Yeah, I think you're 2:55. doing it wrong
2: if no, there's I a cramp in say, your
0: wrist. Well, maybe in that sleep. Maybe in the sleeping
2: bag. It's a little difficult, you know. for your best friend's right next to you. In the van. Not that I've ever done it.
1: In the van. <laughs> 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 oh no. <laughs> They didn't have a tour bus when they wrote this record. Boys,
0: that's a that's a cross line for sure. And the bridge is all with a closed fist. Like you want to loosen that fist a little bit, maybe. Might be actually choking something. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh! All right, this is story of the year. So much choking going on in this record. Uh, okay, let's go to track five. Dive right in. Chris, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Uh, This one's a little boring to me. I mean, all the parts are there to make a great song. I just, it it just didn't do it for me. Now I will say that, you know, we have these more meta meta metaphor lyrics um, and I I liked it on this song. I thought the imagery was really cool um, on this song, but um, yeah, this, yeah. I mean, they're all playing great things. Uh, You know, it's, it's just not that interesting to me, this one.
0: I'm with you. I, it's like meh for me, yeah. but I do like, I like the riffy bridge and oh, yeah. I do, despite the very, very emo lyric of, and I know I'm buried too far down to feel the warmth of the sun again. I actually really <laughs> like that lyric. Yeah. I think it's yeah, good. No, so I'm
2: saying the, 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 the I'm yeah, into it's it. It's cool.
0: He, he kind of yeah.
2: pulled it off really well on
0: this song. Lyrically, that's too bad. It, it got like,
2: used on the song that I'm like, eh.
0: Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's how I feel. Cause it's like the song itself. I don't love, but I do like that lyric a lot. Um, yeah. and because it kind of, you know, it can be, oh, it, once again, I'm dead, another dying kind of metaphor, but also it can mean other things, and I like it. Uh, and like I said, that was, this is totally on brand. I'm making fun of the dying and death and choking and bleeding and all that stuff, but it was like a 1,000% what you did in yep. this kind of post-hardcore genre, like, for sure. So I'm poking fun at it only because it was so prevalent you can't not. I mean, like. I'm not saying anything I did was superior to this, or, or, in some way like, or my, the style of music that I love more is like superior or something. Because like they all have things you can make fun of. Like every genre has tropes and
1: the tropes and yeah. stuff.
0: So I'm not I'm not dogging on it completely,
1: but it is fun to, it's fun to laugh about. So Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? So what's weird for me is or funny weird strange. Uh, I have the same note. Like this song is boring to me but i don't i don't know why i don't like it because <laughs> i like the guitar parts i like the chorus even it's like yeah. oh that's pretty cool but like i find myself getting bored in the verses i like the yeah. breakdown later like i don't i i guess what i mean is sometimes when you when like i think most of the time when we're all calling something boring or not good i have like a list of reasons why i think that i I don't know what it is that strikes me. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that it's not as good as the songs before. Right.
2: Right. Yeah, I think that's so, fair. And where I track order that's... comes into play. We talk about that a lot.
1: We yeah. do, and well, we well, they are... should have spaced those two songs out.
2: Well, and the two uh, singles. Yeah. The singles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, kind of. We're
0: certainly getting towards the middle of the record, which is generally yeah. where these kind of slumps happen. So, uh, you know. It's it's fine. I think we all agree it's it's okay. Um and yep. it is weird though cuz I can't put my finger on it. It's not right. like there's something that I'm just like I hate that thing. It's just yeah. kind of just not quite there. So okay, let's go to track 6. Swallow the knife. <laughs> so many pretty on the nose. <laughs> Is my question about swallowing the knife or all the lyrics on this song slash thing: Are any of these people actually violent? That tar- I mean, it's like we've, oh, no. you know what I mean. It's just a, it's no. such a weird thing to be. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I understand that a lot of people did. But it's not like we ever heard of these people like, oh, turns out the singer from Story of the Year murdered someone. I don't know. It's right. like that, that <laughs> headline never <laughs> Who happened. Who could have seen
1: that coming? Uh, yeah. And I so, can see why
0: parents
2: were like up in arms about some. If you just read those lyrics, you'd be like, dear Lord, oh, what are you listening yeah. to, Jimmy?
0: Yeah. But isn't it weird that like, don't you feel that, um, or this is how I felt at the time. And I don't know if this is fair or not, but it felt like it was super metaphorical and it was all it was all just painting pictures and stuff like that for the people that were writing the songs sure. but i don't feel like that was necessarily the case for everyone that was listening to it like i feel like there's this weird um you know and i think um there's definitely a difference between this and hip hop like i think that like hip hop is really trying to like a lot of it you know especially like the kind of like super like womanizing and that. Yeah. And then, like, I've got tons of money. Like it, they are like projecting an image kind of thing. And obviously that then translates into, but I mean, I know that they sort of take it seriously, but they're also, it's just like a, it's a stick to like the East coast, West coast exactly. thing with the, it's like, they didn't really want to kill each other, but then other people were like, they thought it was real and, and, and took it seriously. And people were getting shot and over, over this kind of rap feud and stuff like that. And I'm in, I'm just curious to know, like, did that, I don't know. It was, it's just kind of a weird thing that I don't feel like any of these people were actually violent, but it is kind of a weird, um, relation. Cause I do feel like, I do feel like Quentin Tarantino, for example, like, he has a weird relationship with violence. I mean, don't you think mm-hmm. like with it? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's yeah. you know, it It's really yeah. intense. And like, I think that it's almost like, uh, he gets some, uh, he obviously really likes that. And, but this doesn't feel like these people really like violence ever, but it is kind of weird to have so much reference to knives and dying and bleeding and, and choking people and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I don't know. I've just never heard of one of them having, um, I'm sure it happened. Uh, I'm sure there are people that are actually violent, but, uh, yeah, I can see why you'd read this and be like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a side tangent. I don't know if y'all have any good examples of people that murdered someone. If there were any good datelines about ex emo, uh, guys no. that murdered someone to your knowledge. No, okay. I, mean, I do agree guy,
1: that it's more of a fan thing. I bet, you know, yeah. I bet that's probably more common.
0: Like yeah. people listening Oh, taking to, it too far.
1: Yeah. yeah oh Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So anyway, what, what are your thoughts on uh
1: on on this track, Kyle? Uh so I freaking dig I, I don't know how you can't dig the that clip, the, the oh musical God. bridge. It so is good. so <laughs> awesome. The freaking snare sounds just it's just it's so loud and <laughs> so it's 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 awesome. Um yeah. I I think though I think it's less Bo- I was I'm less bored with this song than I was the one before, but I still think like the the verse is pretty just okay for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, I, but I think I that's like my it.
0: I think that's my problem with a lot of the songs. It's like there is almost always a part I really like, and then there's mm-hmm. almost always a part that kind of makes me a little bit bored or feels yep. repetitive or something like that. But there's really not a song on the record. I mean, as we keep listening, I'll maybe think of one. But there's not really a song on the record where there's not a part I don't like. Yeah. yeah there's there's always something that I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I like it. So it's a kind of all the, I don't know. It's it's like everything's almost there, but nothing's 100%. I mean, not nothing. There's a few songs that are great all the way through. But um, a lot of them are kind of missing that, you know, oh, wow. Like, I can't. To, I want to play this song
2: again. I want to put this song on a playlist. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, like, or like even like the last couple of episodes that we've done, it was like so hard to find thirty second clips, for example, because yeah. there were just too many parts in the song that I loved,
1: and um, and this one, if you know, Kyle picked them. A little them, easier. A little yeah. bit that's easier. a great example um, though, because it wasn't. It, you're right. It it wasn't hard to find the clips. I knew yeah. like, oh, yep, that's. Oh the clip. yeah. I'm going to
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, well, cool. Uh, Chris, what what are your thoughts? Do we go to you? I forget.
2: <laughs> no we didn't uh the yeah you guys said it uh the guitar work on this song is absolutely incredible um i was thinking to myself uh, as this song like uh, you know i already said it once but man these guys can really freaking play uh it, you start to hear the influence of of their metal roots uh, oh, painter sure. and stuff for yeah. sure on that uh especially on that breakdown it is it's hot it's a hot tamale i loved it
0: oh yeah hot with multiple t's okay let's go to track seven uh which is burning years Shut up. that's kind of a good example of the rep- repetition where it's just yeah. like, I don't know. You could have done something a little bit different with the, these ashes. It almost sounded like it was a CD skipping. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know. Chris, where, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Uh, I, You know, the, the intro kind of gave me like a grunge feel, like a nineties feel. And I, I thought that just the, the minor chords and everything. And I, I thought that was really cool. And again, the that, that, that riff is, I mean, it's, that is hard to play. That is not an easy thing to play. He's <laughs> makes it sound easy, but, um it's you know it's really fast um and then they kind of go for the more chill chorus here and they kind of just stay chill on the chorus this time uh so i like that they're trying something different there um since every you know we talked about the formulaic thing i think this one kind of deviates from that formula a little bit um and he he's sliding between the screaming and singing effortlessly um so i I thought that was really cool dan daniel you can do it i
0: like it daniel you're assuming his full legal name is Daniel. Uh I did make that assumption, yes. <laughs> oh,
1: dare Kyle. Kyle, where are you at? Uh yeah, I'm I'm with my birthday buddy on this. I w- I will say that that riff there at the end. Dude, it is that is an AFI riff. It just sounds oh, it so is, isn't AFI. it? Well, that, that, it, maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, it,
1: I hear it. It's it's dripping with that sound. And not in a bad way either. I think I think Oh, yeah, it's an good. homage. Um yeah. uh I one thing I think that I should say, because like this song is just fine for me. I like it. I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I just like it, you know? And I keep saying that, but I do want to say this. I can tell these songs would be so freaking fun. Like this would be a fun band to be in.
0: It would be fun
1: to play live. Uh, It's just not, you know, I, 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 I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe Blake. It's like, it's what you're saying about uh, maybe repeating melodies or not quite going for it on I I don't know, but like, man, musically, I really, I really dig this stuff. Uh, also, emo lyric. Uh, I think that nothing can fly with this broken wing. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I I think I wrote that, that down too. I just didn't I say think it. there's. Well, I mean. <laughs>
0: Or the ashes burn, or... <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, like... It, this is chock full of them. This one is, um... This one's full of them. I, I think that it's some of the repetition, it's some of the fact that some of this stuff bleeds into each other when you've got kind of that same structure, song of to song, too. I also think that, like, if... They, uh, again, we speculate a lot on this because we don't know the truth of what actually happened, but if they were going to have a problem with each other and not work with each other after this... um I would assume that putting an acoustic guitar on this at all was not something Story of the Year wanted to do, and it was something that Feldman was like, no, on that thing, we're going to double it with an acoustic, which I think lends to it sounding too much like the used because they do that a lot on the used records where they kind of double a clean guitar with an acoustic guitar on those kind of arpeggiated things. And I do think Feldman could have backed off just a little bit from the stuff that he did just a year or some of it that year with the fresh on the brain it's real fresh and i mean he's early in production so and it sounds the same thing sounds
1: really really
0: good i'm not i'm not faulting the audio quality at all i just i do think and it's hard i mean i do that in production too where it's like i learn a trick and then i want to do the same trick over and over again but it does kind of lend to a this band getting compared to the used a lot more than you would have to. If you just tweaked a couple of those things, Used a slightly different snare sound, didn't do the same. If we're doing just a riff by itself, we put the acoustic guitar behind it too. You know, I think there's some choices he could have made that are different. And this is me. I love John Feldman. I think he's a fantastic producer as mentioned earlier in this podcast, he's got platinum record on platinum record on platinum record. So uh, he doesn't need any tips from me, for sure. But I do think it would have done this band just a couple more favors if, because like that's not on tracks like this, especially. It's not like that's the thing that's going to make this go platinum or not go platinum. It's the singles that matter, yeah. and so I'm even okay with it more in a single sense of like having some of that kind of stuff, that ear candy that that he's good at. Man, he's really good at like this sonic kind of landscape of like kind of filling all the space with, with stuff. Uh, there's a song later on with some strings in it too, that are just way too exactly like what happened. I mean, it was probably the same arrangement person and the same four people playing it or whatever. Um, and I think they, that, that just would have done story of the year a couple of favors of not being so compared to the used. Cause I remember that being kind of like, yeah, it sounds like the used, but used light kind of thing. Um, so I can see why that's, I can see why that would be problematic and maybe cause cause issues with a band, um, if that's fair. So, okay, let's go to Page Avenue title track. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Kyle, where are you at on this one? Uh so much that I love and still not not fully there for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I it's, Same. it's it's so it's so it's such a weird thing. Like I wish I could be like, this sucks. It's stupid. No, uh, not it's, not. It's, no it's, it's, it's not. it's not. It's it's not that. Uh because there is so much good stuff in there and and the production sounds killer but i mean take the production away that guitar part that riff is still cool it's a badass riff dude yeah <laughs> yeah so so like um and and i'm trying to think that's phil sneed i'm trying to remember if he played for for today maybe uh they they snaked him but that dude plays with goldfinger now i mean he's he, oh and cool he, i think he played i think he may have played helped Amberlin out a little bit that dude that dude can play guitar um, so it, it's just so weird for me because even, even now, like th- this week, I, I enjoy listening to this record. I, I like it just fine. I, it, there's just something keeping me from loving it. And I, I can't quite put my finger on it. And I, I don't know. So
0: I, I agree. I mean, I think these kind of like, I mean, really it's kind of a chunk of this middle part of the record is just, it's okay. And like, you're, I'm it, Exactly with you, Kyle. I do not hate anything about this. There's nothing that makes me want to skip it or roll my eyes necessarily or anything like that. It's really not like some other records we've done where I'm just kind of drudging. It's a through chore. It. Yeah, and it, this isn't like that, but it, it. But I also don't love it, and I kind of almost immediately forget about like this song. Like I didn't even have a note other than I'm getting a little bored. It's it's yeah. almost like there's just nothing that's grabbing me about this song, but there's also nothing that is driving me away from it. It's just kind of mm. a strange thing with these kind of middle songs on the record, Chris. What do you what do you think? Are you uh, you're nodding your head and no, there's nothing agree.
2: that you, yeah, that's exactly no exactly. Um, now I will say. That the bass following that guitar part at the end like mm. almost made it where I was like, Okay, I'm gonna listen to the song again because I like that you did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's really cool. Yeah. Well maybe like these right clips the I'm
1: like, oh, this is yeah. great. Maybe I should listen yeah. to it. And then I'm like remembering, well, this is the greatest part. So Right. Little there's pieces. something
0: there's something cool in every song. I absolutely. Think. I think there's yeah, something not even just like a snippet. I mean, there's like a whole chunk of every song. That's pretty good. It's either a bridge yeah. or a verse or chorus or something. Um, it's not just the riffs, although the riffs are definitely the thing that is most attractive to me about this. Like it, this feels like it would be really fun to play live. Um, I, kind of if I took stuff.
2: anything away from listening to this record, is that the next time they come to Austin or Oklahoma city, like I'm going to go. Cause I yeah. think they would be absolutely amazing to watch live. I would love to hear these songs played on stage.
0: Well, sounds good. Let's go to track nine, sidewalks. Science. Chris, where are you at on this one?
2: That's a nice little ballad. Um, the acoustic guitar and the orchestration, uh, you know, it's a little usedy, but uh, it's it's still good. Um, and there's yeah. some cool, really cool, like, percussion stuff happening in um, the instrumental, the bridge. They took some chances. I like that. I, I don't, uh, I, I could, I don't know what he's talking about, though. What is he talking about? <laughs> I think he's talking about being a kid. kid.
1: Yeah, he but it's just, is, like, so how? clumsy.
2: I just, I don't, I don't. Oh, i want to understand what he's talking about like insane. i know i i'm and i'm with you blake i get that that's the imagery like it's something about childhood and all that but what sidewalks are running away from what? like are they running back because sidewalks are, are i don't i don't know
0: yeah i it's mean got little, I, I got a little hung up on it i assume it's getting <laughs> i mean to me it felt i mean like keep in mind i'm the worst at interpreting lyrics <laughs> So I should not be the person to say. But here I go. But here I go. I'm going to try it anyway. Because <laughs> why I'm terrible at it too, man. Yeah, I'm not. Hard. But I mean, it, I, I get where he's going with it. I mean, I think it's like a nostalgia for being a kid uh, and the sidewalks are like your form of transportation, essentially. Uh, you don't have a car. You don't, I mean, I guess bikes and stuff like that, but. So I, so I kind of get what he's going with, it and it fits the vibe. I'm into this song, but I mean that's yeah. no surprise because you guys know I like a ballad or the mid tempo song
1: a lot of the time. Um, Kyle, where are you at on it, dude? I'm huge into this song. I just think yeah, he could he could have been uh, he could have he could have been more on the nose with the lyrics. And honestly, I think that I think that maybe that was his form of rebellion. But I'm going to tell you this. Ooh, they, interesting they take. May, they may they may not like writing the softer songs, but this is a good song. They're Absolutely. good at it though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, a great song. Like like um, do do more of that. I've always liked this song. Uh, and it and it does make me feel young. It makes me remember things, but I don't really know why because the lyrics are kind of. Uh, it's not that they're vague. They're just they're just um not quite pretentious, but almost, you know what I mean? Like the way that he's describing it. Yeah. Um, I will say the be- the best, it- it's weird. I feel that way about almost all of it, but I love the, uh, I do love the line about counting the cars, 18 like blue, too, yeah. 21 gray, like that That cracks me up because that is being a kid. I Absolutely. really like this song. It's a great song. The strings are great and uh, yeah. Yeah. Great is song. that a dish? Is that a Dishwalla
0: reference? It, I think Counting it is. Blue a blue cars. Re- I, I it feels like it could Dishwala. be. That was a great
1: '90s song. That's uh, a, be the be the smartest thing they ever wrote. If it was,
2: it, it's a good note, Kyle, because I felt like that line felt really authentic. Yeah, and then the other parts just felt like I want to write a song about childhood, but I don't really have time to like put a lot of thought into it. And I think this could have been a a single if there if it, the hook was had a just single. had something. Oh, this was a single. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. Oh my bad.
0: All right. Well, touche. Yeah. Well, yeah. Looks like yeah, I'm he's right. To be fair, little note: John Feldman is credited with the writing on this Ooh, one. With that's them. right. That's right. So I do wonder how much did was he involved in it? But I mean, I, I think that they're pretty good at at writing the the softer kind of thing. And I realize, like, probably the guitarists were not having a lot of fun on this one. <laughs> But yeah, it's a good yeah, song. Like, write it's a, a couple g- more of these, man. It's a great melody. His voice yeah. sounds awesome up there, like in that high yeah. register. Like it sounds really good. I'm into it. And the orchestration does make it sound a little used like, but it's really good. Like it sounds great. I'm I'm into it. I really like this
1: song. I think it's I think it's a great song. And we're back I do to think like his I'm into His it. voice keeps it from going too far into the used territory. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well and I I think that most of the used stuff would get not, would not happen if you just tweaked a couple things. Like I don't think it's that Yeah. It's not so I mean cuz everything kind of in that post hardcore emo, I don't know what exactly what we I mean, is, is that is post hardcore a right word for what yeah. this kind of partially is. This have maybe more metal influence than the used did. Used had more of that kind of um California incubus kind of thing Going on and this has more of a metal Kind of vibe to it but yeah. Man it's yeah I think that you His vocals definitely set it apart but if You've kind of like changed maybe Some of the screaming and some of the just Slight production tweaks and I don't think we'd have As many comparisons to the used as Yeah we do with this Album in this form so Okay uh track 10 Divide and Conquer <laughs>
1: Kyle, what are your thoughts on uh Divide and Conquer? I mean, I think that part's awesome.
0: <laughs> that part, like- I mean, the <laughs> guitars are just I
1: enjoy those 30 seconds very <laughs> much. A lot. Like, seriously. It's 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 a great 30 seconds. Um <laughs> uh I don't I I again I find myself maybe just a little bored at the beginning. Uh, and, in with the, with the formula and with the verse, but man, they're just freaky. It's like, they're too good for me to, to dislike them. Yeah. I mean,
0: the riffs are great. The <laughs> lyrics and melodies are get, definitely get a little repetitive in this one. Um, and don't feel super, um, they don't feel really like someone gave a hundred percent on them.
1: You Guys, know, it feels like no, story, the
0: guitars, they were like, absolutely. The guitars, 110%. Is, oh yeah. Is story, awesome. Is story
1: of the year, that hot girlfriend that you had that was super sweet. And you just don't, you just don't know why you didn't like her back. <sighs> I mean, that is 100% the theme that I'm picking up on. That too. might Cause, be it. Because then
2: you think back on it, but there was that one part of Divide and Conquer that was just
1: awesome. There is man. a part on all of these songs that yeah. rips. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, why why am I not more, why is this not doing it for me more? That's a good analogy.
0: I like that, Kyle. Uh, no, I do like that. Yeah. That that works pretty well. It's like, I can't find the bad thing to say, though. Um, right. Right. I mean I we guess just I just gotta am break finding out. bad things to say, but yeah, but we got we're done. <laughs> so. Yeah, but but it's over. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, but I yeah, mean they there are better there are some great guitar riffs on it, which I'm always down for and I kind of miss. I feel like it's not um we we went to I, as a guitarist, I love guitar solos and guitar riffs and stuff and just kind of feel like it disappeared from music around this time and uh-huh. so yeah listening to the record kind of really like I said for the first time all the way through over the last few weeks i i do i am nostalgic for that cuz i i miss that part of kind of rock and roll that just doesn't seem as prevalent and so i'm just kind of so thirsty for that sometimes that maybe that's the main thing that's keeping me going like oh yeah that's what it is um but uh, yeah, that's maybe where just I am as a guitarist. Uh, let's go to track eleven, Razor Blades. <laughs> Chris, what are your thoughts on the uh, penultimate song, "Razor Blades"?
2: I just kind of buried a weird one here. That tucked it in before the last track, huh? It's it's all right. Uh, I like the cool little lo-fi electric thing. Like, you know, again, Feldman, like, adding some little candy. Uh, it's cool. Um, but, the again, you've got, like, this big chorus, and then you say, I've wasted so much time on a friend. I was like, I was, all right, whatever. It just, yeah, just didn't. Just, I, I want the pieces of the song like it just feels like there's all like the recipe to just like hit me and all the emotional centers of my brain and my uh you know emotions are there but like they just like mixed up the recipe and or like baked it too long i don't know um that's how i feel about this song
0: that's interesting because i actually think it's one of the better melodies on the record
2: oh all right
0: i think that i think the chorus is killer okay um i'm into it okay okay I mean, that's basically my note is that I just, I think it's a, I think it's
1: pretty solid and I like it. Kyle, where are you at? I think it's one of the best chorus on the album. Like, it is, it is. Yeah, it I think it's a chorus.
0: It's it's it might be the best one. It might it like until the day I die for me might be slightly edging it, uh, m- and I may just have the bias of knowing that that was a gigantic single right, that right. launched it's them into a to... platinum record. But like, I think this song's great. I think it's um I think it's really good. I also could see how
1: it's less metally, and maybe yeah, it's, it, it they didn't is like a stand, it, or it is a, it does stand out like in a it stands out. It's it's not this chorus is definitely not like the rest of the record. Um, I'm I I am into the chorus. I'm not as into the rest of the song, but like I I think it's I think the melody on this chorus is super strong.
0: Yeah, and melodies are my favorite part of songs, and I do agree that there's not a song that's just great like verses and pre-choruses and chorus. Like all the melodies are awesome, but. You know, if you're gonna have a good melody, if you got to pick one spot to have it, have it in the chorus. Uh, yeah, I can. Totally. For, I can forgive a, a verse that I can't remember. I mean, every. You know, I can't remember the. <laughs> the best thing ever was uh, Chris and Danny tried to sing, uh, "Love Lifts Us Up Where We Belong," that '80s track by I can't even remember who singing it, <laughs> and like, at a karaoke night, and like the the lyrics are on the screen, and and no one, no one in the whole bar could remember what the verses happened. Yes. On that. <laughs> On that yeah. song, no one There were like 50 of us there In Springfield, Missouri And no one could, fi- no one, no one And then the, the chorus came and everyone knew it And you know, whoever wrote that song Is probably still making money on that It's probably still played on yep. the old Magic 104.1 Around here in Oklahoma City Uh, Because th- that melody's good And so I think that, you know, if you're gonna If you gotta pick one spot, chorus is a good place to do it Uh So I'm, I'm fine with it Yeah, I'm into it, Kyle, I'm glad, I'm glad I Joe wasn't alone there Joe Cocker wrote that, no, no, pre- oh. performed it. Performed. Well, he probably wrote it too, maybe. But, but it was a duet though. Who's the lady that was with him I too? Know. Right, Wasn't in a duet.
2: I don't think she was like a, a memorable Jennifer once. Oh, she's just like, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know who that is. Okay.
0: Sorry, Joe Cocker.
2: Uh, if you're a family member related to Jennifer, I, <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Jennifer. I've just Sorry. never heard of her.
0: That's you okay. sound great on the song. <laughs> oh, no. It's a terrific song. He did it's great. It's a great song. Uh, Hope you're still getting royalties from it, too. I bet you are. All the 80s, all the 80s right there. Okay. okay let's let's go just pay
1: the a studio fee. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that, that would was suck. a bad choice. A session fee. A
0: session fee. Uh, all right. Falling Down, final track, track 12. Here it is. Falling
1: Down, but I should find my strength in
0: crap guys that that like double time into the like oh, half time on the my hands oh. will bleed with that riff Jeez. is so freaking cool guys yes the song <laughs> is so that's one so of the best awesome. parts on the record <laughs> yeah maybe that's
2: why i i like razor blades like because uh, once you get to this you know side, i like, forgot
0: about the rest man yeah oh. that and it really does combine all the things that we've talked about that we like about this record into like This last track. It's got the riffs, it's got the kind of heaviness to it, it has a great melody. It has, I mean, just it has the anthemic thing that we we're talking about, Chris. I mean, yeah. it absolutely yeah. very much. I mean, I think it's a great choice for a last track. I oh, think so it. Oh yeah, I think it's really good. Kyle, Kyle, what Kyle your, tell us all yeah. about your thoughts because I was like, oh, Kyle
1: loves this song. He has. I, do, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Sometimes we just know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I do. I love this song. It's so good, and it is a perfect end track. Mm-hmm. And because you're just like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to start that one over. Uh, yeah. it's just oh, so absolutely. awesome. It's also got freaking Toby Morse from H2O right? and, <laughs> and, and John Feldman singing yeah. on it. So like, it's just, they, they bust out all their credibility on that one. Yeah. It's so awesome. Um, it, it, I do wish that there were more songs like this on the record. Yeah. And I, I do think that they go on to make more music like this. Um, you know, I liked, I'd like to think that maybe there's something to a band enjoying themselves. And, mm-hmm. and a part of that is what we hear and sounds good to us. And like, surely they just freaking loved this song. It, it is, it is, it is killer. It's such a good song.
0: Yeah, Chris. I mean, oh, yeah. We all just, just already raved about this, but kicking off with the
2: forbidden it? beat. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, on my way to work tomorrow, I'm just going to be going walk, <laughs> fall every time I see someone on the sidewalk in downtown Austin. I'm going to be like, "What is that guy talking about?" Um, and then the breakdown ending, like it, it, it yeah. it's too good. This song is too good. It's too, yeah. too cool um, for school. I freaking love it. I, I'm so, I think it's so cool. Toby saying on it, and um, yeah,
0: well done. It, it's a really good way to end a record. I, yeah. they, they definitely did that right, and I, I, I applaud them for doing so bravo boys let's go to lasting impressions guys does it hold up it's 19 years old as of this month and where do you think it lands on holding up chris you first
2: my opinion is as an album no there's just too much happening here that is pretty on the nose for the era and i mean we've like we rang that bell all night while we were talking about it but the the standout musical pieces and the standout singles they do they do hold up they still sound perfect they st- the pr- sounds like the production you'd get today if you paid top dollar um it it's, yeah. it sounds great
0: yeah it has it has some of the tropes of the genre that can be a little bit um you know they just they didn't hold up you notice a lot of bands that like had screaming if they were a band long enough that kind of faded out I'm thinking like Thrice, I'm thinking like, you know, some of these bands that were, you know, kind of evolved a little bit more. And, you know, it's just, I, I know that there is music still like that, but it's not, you know, I feel like Emo's kind of making this comeback in a sense that it's 20 years old and there's kind of this retro it's not just people our age. There are some younger people that are kind of getting into it, and it's interesting that they're getting a the genre. I would love to talk to some people that are like that and know that if, if the screaming part is part of what they like or not. Um, just like this isn't just me trying to like project my own feelings of it. it. Just it does feel like it kind of went away a little bit. Kyle, am I totally wrong about that? Not completely. No, I No, mean, and I'm actually, saying. I think
1: I think. I think thrice is a wonderful example because their earlier stuff was much heavier, but their stuff now is, is still just freaking awesome and almost no screaming whatsoever. But also I have to wonder if some of that is, is also them, their voices, you know, taking care of their, oh. their voices. They get older.
0: Yeah. Cause <laughs> so I don't know how do you that. could do that screaming stuff on a nightly basis
1: for 20 well, so years or whatever. we t- At one point in time, we toured with this band that that had quite a bit of screaming. And uh, they were doing pretty well for themselves. And I, I know it's like a big joke because of like the Tenacious D thing. But he really did go to vocal lessons and he inward screamed. Yeah. like, Yeah, uh, because like, on a mic, you can fake mic. that. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: you can. And yeah, and, it is actually a... A, a method to do. I, I, I think you have to. I mean, if you... Yeah, to keep your voice. If you were on tour all the time, you cannot right. scream like that even on a semi-nightly basis because you will just lose your voice. I can't even be in a venue and be talking loud over the music and right. be able to sing the next day. Like, I, right. I'm, you know, now I, I probably never took good care other, other than just, like, drinking lots of water.
1: Right. And, but,
0: I mean, it's not like I took vocal lessons and and saying probably the right way. I'm probably always going too bad, but like Chris and I have a Weezer cover band. And when we do that for like two hours, like there's not a chance I can sing the next day. Um, Do you,
2: Do you guys remember that DVD that everybody had back in the day, The Zen of Screaming? And she like taught you how to
0: do it properly. I mean, I never actually I remember hearing about it, but obviously we I did not need it because I was not trying to scream. But we we tried to have me yell, not even really scream, yell on like one thing one time, and it was so funny that we kept it in there. But it was so not rock and roll at all. (laughs) It was like kind of a squelch. (laughs) It's like not quite a. I'll see if I can find a clip and throw it in the show notes. That's from the the very Dude, first the I, like EP, the minutes too I vaguely far. Remember the this. nine is yes. the is young rock in.
1: Um, I can't remember what song. I'm just gonna listen to it now. I, I feel exactly the same way. And I the thing that sucks is I love that music so much. Like yeah. I love a growly punk rock voice, or like when it's right when the scream is right. I absolutely love it. And I have exactly not that for a voice. <laughs> Not, it's not yeah, gonna you are
0: on the opposite end of the <laughs> spectrum, Kyle. I would like to actually. I'd like to hear any one of the three of us scream. Like we should uh, actually do. Here's what we should do.
2: Be hilarious. Scr- I got a great idea. Screaming song.
0: We should do. We're gonna have to do this during the day because it's it's midnight right now. Um, yeah. little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we should do for the next snack. We should all try to scream that like should be idea. the oh, snack no. Yeah. oh no <laughs> pick, uh, we, can we, <laughs> like can we at best. least
2: come with our own uh, background music like can we pick what we want to try I to think emulate? that would be fair, okay. I
0: think that we should okay. try to do that I think it would be really, A, because we're oh. all probably completely terrible at it um, but I'm it are, I
1: having anxiety about it right now, I am too that but means but it's I'll, working, it's going to be I'll hilarious but I'll do it
0: for the podcast, okay <laughs> oh no Okay, uh, is it their best album, Kyle? I think you have more. I've not yeah, listened to any of their other albums be to be fair. To so, Kyle, one. I feel like you're the resident expert for this question. Uh,
1: so i I think that I think that they did kind of catch lightning in a bottle with the singles on this record, but I don't think it's their best record. Everybody should go check out uh, "In the Wake of Determination," the the record that came after this one, "The Black Swan." And the constant, all of them are good. Uh, I I haven't listened to their most recent one, uh, Wolves, and then and, but they've also got another record coming out now. They just released a single. We should do they a did. snack on it, and um, it's good. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think that they probably over time married these, figured out how to marry these two styles in a way that they were happy with, and uh, and obviously just getting older. Cause that's the other part of this, you know, lyrically, some of this is not great. They're young, you know? Yeah. So, uh, their, their catalog is definitely worth checking out. I didn't really answer the question is I, I don't think it's their best record. I think it has some of their best songs.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a good assessment. I just feel like the first hat, like basically go like four tracks. It's pretty stacked at the front. It's pretty stacked yes. at the back. And then the middle yep. is kind of a lull and so space those out but the great songs on the record are great and i think you're i think that's a pretty good assessment and i think that kind of leads into is it their most important album it'd be i guess hard to say no right it's a platinum selling record debut record Uh, how did they you know it is the catalyst for you having a career for the next 20 years totally
1: so yeah yeah, you're not still playing shows without this record i don't think
0: yeah, or yeah, not to. Uh, you could if you wanted to, maybe, but probably. I bet they. I bet they sell more tickets than. Uh, I'm. I'd be curious, like what kind of venues they're playing at these days and stuff. I don't know if they're coming through town. I tried you, to Chris, look I'd actually.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I tried to look. I couldn't find any touring. They're just doing the When We Were Young festival coming up. Well,
0: I'm sure they will soon. If they're coming out with a record, surely that means that they will go on a tour. And if they come anywhere near here, I, I would probably go. I, I, I think that this would be. Real fun to see live. Uh, They've just got good, great, like I said, riffs, guitar parts. It seems like there's all sorts of things that you'd be able to sing along to. I'm into it. So uh, I feel like I kind of slept on them. Like I know we kind of dogged on some of this record, but like it was much better than I thought it was going to be, having not really ever been into it and listened to it. And like all the pieces are there. It just feels like they couldn't quite put the puzzle together all the way. But I feel like there's just so many good parts on it. Um, that's kind of where it is okay let's talk about awards desert island songs two or three of your favorites chris we're going to you first
2: pretty um, i'm pretty basic at the beginning until the day i die at anthem of our Dying day and then falling down because it's awesome those are my three
1: (laughs) okay uh kyle uh so i'm gonna go anthem of our dying day sidewalks and falling down I'm going to do
0: Until the Day I Die, Sidewalks and Razor Blades. This is interesting because often when we talk about a record that we don't think is, you know, we call it a.
1: Yeah, we line up easily.
0: We call it a six out of a 10 record, something like that, you know, somewhere in the middle kind of thing. We normally line up on those songs, but we didn't necessarily. We had some overlap for sure, but um, that's interesting, right? That we kind of have different ones. Anyway. I think it's interesting. Nobody's perfect. What's the worst song on the record, Kyle?
1: Ooh. Maybe Maybe Swallow the Knife? But like I I'm not taking anything off the record. Chris?
2: Uh I think Dive Right In I just could do without I mean, maybe I wouldn't take it off the record, but
0: I yeah. think mine's probably Page Avenue. And what's interesting about those <laughs> answers is that they're all right in the middle of the record. Yeah, we didn't talk about his burning years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are like basically in a row. So just kind of, you know, further exemplifies that maybe the middle of this record is really the lull, and and maybe it is one where you drop two songs off of it. And it's a 10 track record and maybe and it's, it's a little bit better. better. That I agree was my that I thought. wouldn't kick one off. Yeah. But, but I don't for, I didn't
2: need 41 minutes of this. Like it just dropped two, man. And I think it, it would a, leave a better
0: yeah. taste in my mind if mm-hmm. you lost any two of um dive right in, swallow the knife, burning years and page avenue. Yeah, it's really probably yeah. Burning Years and Page Avenue for me that I'd drop and then it'd be be... Yeah. Because swallow the knife is I think pretty good. It's not great, but It's the best of those four in the middle, in my opinion. But so maybe that's what I'd do. Uh, But you know, it's I agree. There's not like a song I'm just like skip it, hate it. Um, And to be fair, there are on those used records, but it's mostly because they're just like all screaming and I can't super heavy, yeah, Uh, super heavy, um, and I'm not into it. But this doesn't really have that kind of thing where I'm annoyed. Um, Okay, yeah, go ahead, Kyle.
1: I was gonna say just to follow up on the on the on the drama that may have ensued. Mm. Um, well, this is this is kind of a bummer actually. So it looks like the only numbers the la- the last update I see on on numbers is just that of the follow-up record to this, the, the sophomore release is that it sold 42,000 copies in its first week and there is no update. So <laughs> that's a great first week, but I have a feeling it tanked yeah so
0: well it probably i mean it definitely didn't go gold
1: no you'd have that
0: certification yeah Yeah. i i do think that part of the reason i kind of forgot about this band is because i did not hear anything about them after this record and it they it i know they're still a band and they made up a lot of records after this i'm sure they have a, a great fan base but it it did kind of that's a pretty steep cliff to drop off of to go from platinum selling to Whatever yeah. the next one was, uh, we should like subscribe to billboards so we can actually have these numbers, guys. Yeah. What, we should, should we swing that off. as you a podcast. We're gonna, we're gonna have listeners, to do ads. you mind
2: if we have one ad just to pay we're our gonna, billboard yeah, fees? That's please. what we're
0: gonna do. We're gonna start putting just an ad to pay mm. for a billboard subscription just, so we can look up these actual numbers. Uh, gonna hear about MailChimp, just don't worry about <laughs> it's it. gonna be, uh, you Express skip
2: hit that, hit that, skip 30 seconds, Express, Express VPN.
0: VPN. You're gonna get yeah. one of them. Uh, for sure. Maybe we'll start doing that. Uh, okay. Growing on a shower. Is there, this is kind of weird too, since Chris and I are more recent. Yeah, I don't know that we hard. can
1: really answer that. Kyle, do you have one? No, I mean, it's, it's that, that one thing about it is it's pretty straightforward, Yeah, you know? Yep. So, I mean, that's no, very true no growers.
2: Maybe I'll say falling down for me because I'd never heard of, thought never of heard it,
1: anything. It that your... song.
2: So it really went from zero to a hundred, like instantly the
0: moment I heard it. Yeah, but that means it was an instant good impression. I mean, that's what it was for me. I was like, man, oh, I right. should have I, listened I to this before now. This is you
2: like, know, there's got to be like a math problem. For, like, for You can't go from zero to 100. You have to go from one to 100. If you don't know any. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, you got to go from yeah.
0: something you were kind of like. And yeah, that song kills. It's a great yeah. last track. And I, um, it definitely leaves me wanting wanting more. And, and so that's where we'll leave you. Thanks for listening. Again, if you like what you hear consider giving us a glowing review on iTunes or it's not even really called iTunes now. It's like the podcast app or whatever, but you know what I mean. Uh, And you can subscribe on all this stuff, Spotify, uh, Google, all whatever podcast platform you like to listen to us on. You can subscribe so these episodes just conveniently show up on your phone or iPad or HomePod or whatever you're listening on. I think we have like two people that listen on HomePods according to the stats, uh, just in case mm. you guys were curious about that. Uh, and they just show up and the, you can send us comments, disagreements, suggestions to info, finding or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, all those things at finding Emo pod. Uh, that's Ooh. it for us. We'll catch you yeah. next time. And wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. I, I just, I, I like to something. do this sometimes. I, I like yeah.
2: to do this sometimes. If you fell asleep listening to us, I just want you to know you're going to have a great day tomorrow. Everything's going to be wonderful. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sleep, sleep tight now.